Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today, on Personally Speaking, I'll be joined by actor and singer Reeve Carney. Reeve is currently starring in the Tony Award-winning musical Town. Please stay with us. Hello and welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and actor and singer Reeve Carney joins me now. Reeve made his Broadway debut playing the role of Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, a role he was hand-picked for by Julie Tamer and U2's Bono and the Edge. Reeve is currently starring on Broadway in the Tony Award-winning musical Town, playing Orpheus, a young man who believes he can change the underworld with a song. Reeve is also known for his role of Dorian Gray in Showtime's hit series Penny Dreadful, and he was also seen in Fox's The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again. His debut album is called Youth is Wasted. Joining me now in the studio, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, the actor and singer Reeve Carney. Hadestown recently won the Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. Before we get to our interview with Reeve, let's listen to Reeve singing Wait For Me from the cast album. Let me, let me ask you something, Reef. For folks around the country who come to New York and they may only have time for one or two plays, why should they see Hadestown? I think Hadestown is unlike any other piece of musical theater that I've had the opportunity to see and certainly the opportunity to be involved with in the sense that it deals so deeply in metaphor and poetry and it really, the f- supposed fourth wall, which we do use as actors in this piece but at times that is completely obliterated and even from the top of the show so the audience sort of knows they're in for a journey that's unlike things they're used to experiencing mm-hmm. in a traditional audience performer uh, relationship I, I really enjoy that but I think the great thing is they take a Greek myth yeah. that's been around for centuries or I don't even know how many centuries but um I should know. But there have been so many versions of it. So we right, don't, right. And we only use parts of uh, different versions of a few different Greek myths and combine them and the ways that they've intersected throughout history, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they take that and they cr- create something that's very human and relevant to today. Um, I mean, a song like... A lot of people mention the song Why We Build the Wall, which Anais Mitchell wrote in 2006. So it really mm-hmm. has nothing to do with what a lot of the audience members coming to the theater imagine it may have to do with. Right. But in some ways it has everything to do with 
um, what cr- creates the impulse in someone to desire to separate themselves or a group of people from another group of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that starts much earlier than people realize. It starts as a seed that grows within, you know, your soul, I think, really. I mean, and, and, and not to fault anyone who feels that way, because I think we are all capable of feeling that way. Right, right. Which is why I actually relate to, even though I play Orpheus, I relate to all the characters mm-hmm. in our show. And I think that's another thing that people will likely take away from our show um, if they haven't seen it yet. That you, All these characters, as flawed as they all are, you, you find a piece of them that is relatable to mm-hmm. you you know no reeve carney's our guest reeve when i uh, on sunday celebrate mass mass is an hour but then i spend at least another hour uh, greeting people at the door i mention that because not only do you eight times a week perform as orpheus but you've said in a bunch of places that you you like to mix with and greet the people who come to the door the stage door i would imagine that's exhausting why do you give of yourself personally not just in the show but post-show I wish I could give more, honestly, because there are times when I am a little bit tired and, it, and I'm thinking, oh, I've got to get something to eat <laughs> and get home. <laughs> but I think um, I think it's important because I, I always try to put myself in the other person's shoes. And I, if I were coming to see a Broadway show, I would be so thrilled to get to meet the people at the stage door that have just performed for me right. and for us. So that's that's really why I do it. I like to. Um, I just I know that how that feels when you're going to see a show. So I think. I think it's important in that way to um, make as much connection as you can with the people and I do wish it could be more because it is pretty quick usually you know we, um, they kind of push us along because there are usually about 150 200 people out there sometimes wow. so it's, it's a little bit but you know what that's like yeah, that, it's, yeah, it's yeah. insane in, in churches I <laughs> yeah. I can't believe um, I wish I had the chance to go to church more often but Sundays Here, you're we a have a busy. matinee and I could <laughs> get up earlier but when I, when I have gone Recently, I'm always amazed by the priests. Like, wow, how do you guys do this every? <laughs> and try to hold people's attention in a way that's meaningful for them. Um, we're here with Reeve Carney, and I want to ask him a question that maybe has been asked before, but I don't think any of us, you know, create ourselves. We're only as good as the people who loved us. Uh, John and Marty, yeah, mommy and my daddy. Parents. What did they do right? Oh, they did so much right. I mean, I think um, the I've feel that my parents both my parents are are divorced and but i feel so much love from each of them both from memories growing up and also currently when i i mean i i it would be nice to be able to see them together you know to be um all together at once more often but we don't always get that chance but uh i think there was no shortage of love in my household which i'm very thankful Mm -hmm. for because that that's not I didn't realize how uncommon that unfortunately can be. Yeah. And so I'm very grateful for that. And um, yeah, I think making sure that you know that your kids, uh, that you're there to listen to your kids. I think that's very important. My parents were always there to listen to me. And really, um, my dad was the coach of my baseball team, hockey team. Mm-hmm. And my mom uh, was just the biggest supporter you can imagine and still wow. is for yeah. anything to buying me instruments as a kid and you know, both my parents did that together but um yeah it's pretty pretty uh i feel very fortunate to have grown up in the family i have and the, the encouraging environment even though they used to make jokes when we were sleeping my parents used to uh whisper in our ears doctor lawyer doctor lawyer because they they they're musicians <laughs> themselves and they right, didn't right. want us to go out on this road <laughs> of being an artist 
to, because it's, it, it can be difficult. But um, but then they they were very supportive. They didn't push us into it, but they were okay. supportive when they realized that that's what we all wanted to do. Now, now in his family, Reeve is this uh, megastar because of these two big hit Broadway plays and the band's success. But you have a brother and sister. Everybody on board in terms of being happy for you for your success, or is there sibling rivalry? No, we, the thing is, my we are all so supportive of one another. We actually have a band together when we have a chance to play. We've played two concerts in the last six months. I wish it, we had a little bit more time for that, but whenever they're in town, we do a show at the Green Room 42. Oh, sure. And um, yeah. we're trying to work on that band because the thing that's changed over the years is that I used to be kind of the exclusive songwriter in the band, mm-hmm. and then my brother and sister have both blossomed into ridiculously talented songwriters in addition to what else they do singing and playing instruments okay. so initially I was the songwriter and the sing- lead singer and then they just be- I mean my sister just wrote uh, one of the most recent singles for Adam Lambert Okay. so she's like she's wow. got she's been on the chart I haven't been on the charts this is crazy <laughs> that's great so I mean it's pretty amazing and my brother is writing with Avril Lavigne he has a uh, so many projects that he's involved with um, he played guitar for John Mayer for a long time okay so we're we're very inspired by one another, and, and you're happy for their success. Yeah, I, and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I mean, I'd like for them, you know, I, yeah, whatever they do, I want, I want to see, th- whatever brings people happiness, you know. Yeah. It's, um, but of course, it is great to be honored in the field in which you are passionate. That's mm-hmm. always really nice. But, um, but you know, there are other things that are definitely more important, obviously. But that. I'm definitely happy because it does make them happy as well, obviously, just as it makes me. Like, right. Being a part of this show has been amazing. Well, now, speaking of family, uh, for some of our older listeners out there, oh, he's Reeve Carney. No way in the world is he connected to Art Carney, is he? Is he? I am. All right. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll tell you a short story. My, um, my grandfather, who I didn't have the opportunity to meet because he passed away in 1956, his name was Jack Carney. And he was the eldest of six brothers, Okay. Uh, Art Carney being the youngest. And so my grandfather, Jack Carney, was a television producer here in New York. And he produced a TV show called Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts mm-hmm. and uh, among other shows. But um, he brought his younger brother, his baby brother at the time, um, Art, onto one of those shows. I don't think it was Arthur Godfrey. I think it was another show that he brought him onto. But he had him do, I think he was doing an impression of of FDR okay and some some other thing he was maybe playing some musical instruments and that really got him his start in uh, I think maybe the mid 40s okay good late sure. 40s something sure. like that and so uh, that got Art his start and so my family yeah I guess I come from a I guess I'm a, a third generation entertainment business yeah. person <laughs> it's in your blood you it's can't help funny. it yeah <laughs> And he won, Art Carney, the Academy Award for Best Actor for Harry and Tonto, which was for a lot of us a great joy because they knew him as the, you know, the Jack Jackie Gleason person, but he was much more than that, a wonderful, wonderful actor. Reeve Carney is our guest. He's in Hadestown. And I want to ask you this uh, about Hadestown. Is it for everybody? In other words, like if families are saying, uh, do I bring my teenagers? Do I bring young adults? Is it for older folks? Who, who should see that show? I think... Um all ages, really. I mean, okay. I think there's certainly no age cap in terms of there's certainly no one that's too old to see the show. Mm-hmm. In terms of being too young, I don't really think that there's anything in the show that's inappropriate for okay. young kids. There are moments that could be maybe scary because it's a bit loud and there, you know, there's some um, uh, tension on stage, like emotional tension. 
that maybe, but we, I think we had a, maybe a four-year-old there last week, and I actually <laughs> loved his response at a pivotal moment in the show. I won't say exactly what happens, but he just said out loud, is he going to go there? Like, it, I, I don't want to give away too much, but <laughs> he, I, 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 I could be more clear, but I'd rather not because okay. I don't want to mess things up for people. But um, he, uh, yeah, he, he kind of gave the reaction that only a child would, but I, I can relate to that reaction because I it, it makes it made total sense to me like why wouldn't he do this mm-hmm. but I've never heard anyone ask that question so I, I don't think that I don't know he didn't seem terrified so yeah. I, I think that it's I think you can really be it's for everyone I think so yeah and the four year old if then it's for everyone let me ask you because before the show Reeve and I were talking about his own family and I was delighted that he has a in his family, someone who has served in the clergy. Tell us about his grandpa. My grandfather, yes. Okay, what um, do you do? David, uh, well, the Reverend Canon David Edwin Heil. Okay. And um, so he um, was in Well, he started off actually as a in in the uh, the military in the navy. Okay. And he was at the Normandy invasion in World War, World War II, uh, which is insane to me that you know. <laughs> Anyone being there, that, and he um, then they moved a lot. Uh, my my mom's family when she was a kid, and he, I, I think one of his first big jobs was uh, at the Miami Herald. Mm-hmm. And then he said that he felt like he was running, running for too long, and he he had to uh, sort of submit to his calling. That's that's how he wow, put it. I like and so that. eventually he joined. I guess you'd still call it the clergy, even in, in the Episcopal Church. Mm-hmm, sure. And um, and actually, the funny story about how he became Episcopalian. I remember he um, he loved to eat, and there was free food <laughs> one day. And he was like thirteen years old, <laughs> and he went in there, and then he met these nice people, and they welcomed him. And that that's really why he was drawn to the Episcopal Church initially. I mean, obviously, once he started studying it, that felt like the one that felt right to him. Because after sem- I think when you go through seminary, I think you can. I don't know actually if you can choose which denomination to focus on when you're going through that, I'm not really sure, but I would imagine. Well, what the Episcopalian priests have, which we don't, which we should, is that they're, get, they're married. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, yeah. Would, you wouldn't be here if uh, he'd chosen the Roman Catholic priest. Right. There'd be no Reeve Carney in the play <laughs> today, and we'd be very sad about that. Um, do you remember in your own, I love you described uh, your uh, own upbringing by two hippies, as you call your parents, but do you remember how they communicated to you spiritual values? Yeah, I mean, we went to church pretty much every Sunday. Did you? Yeah. Um, my um, we, and I st- love this church. I still go whenever. I I really wish I found an amazing church in London called St Brides uh-huh. that I absolutely adore. Um, I was going there every week when I was w- working in Hades Town in London, in a beautiful, just you know, I I loved the how do I the the inclusive nature uh-huh. of it, but uh. I don't know. It was, just, it was just really beautiful, and the beautiful choir as well. But I ended up uh, going every week because we had Sundays off. But we don't have Sundays off here. So, <laughs> right. but my church that I grew up in is actually right around the corner. It's Calvary, um, Calvary St. George's, but it's the one on Twenty um, First and Park. Okay. And uh, Camel Boutros is a friend of mine. He's the uh, minister of music. My gosh, he's out of control, ridiculous. One of the just a brilliant modern com- composer and wow. focuses mainly on spiritual music. And I, I love, I love going to that church when I can. So you get fed, you get fed spiritually in many places by many people. One of the things that Reeve Carney said in another interview, and I wanted you to explain this a little more that a friend had said to you, 
uh, especially when people can be challenging, that you should approach every person as if they are an angel. Yeah, my friend Josh Kobeck mentioned that to me, and it was such great advice. Um, I think, I mean, I have to constantly train myself to remind myself to do it in the moment because there are times, I mean, I like to think that I don't get, um, you know, bent out of shape too easily. And if I do, I try not to, you know, let it go there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I think you you do have an opportunity to learn from any experience. I mean, you know, you you hear that uh, one of the chief examples really is Paul the Apostle. You know, you hear about those sort of... um, if you could learn from that sort of behavior, it's really, uh, I think it's going to serve you well. Yeah. And you try and it succeeds? I'd, yeah. I, you know, it's I, it's a learning process. I <laughs> I hope it succeeds uh, better and better the more I try. That's Okay. Reeve Carney is our guest. Hadestown is the musical. I hope our folks will see it. Now, i got to ask you this. Earlier, I mentioned to you, Andy Carl was here. And, uh, and he talked a lot about his marriage and how much it means to him, too. Oprah? Yeah, her I name, think yeah, yeah. She's this great actress too. But I asked them the inevitable question: You have two people in fairly unsteady careers, namely acting and singing. Um, what's Reeve Carney's point of view like? Is it possible to be in the arts and have stable relationship? And how do you juggle those two? I think it, it certainly is. I mean, I think one reason I'm not married yet, I, I, I think, is partially career based and partially just out of. Um, no, this is really. I don't mean this in no negative way towards uh, towards this, but in terms of when you come from a family of divorced parents, you mm. want to be careful with yeah. that because you you know you see that that can be a difficult experience for both the parents and the children. Right. So you know, I just think you want to be ca- cautious about um, making that decision because it's a very it's a I think it's a very important decision, obviously. Yeah. And um, but I think it's I think it's definitely possible. You know. Um, and what about the next step? Because, it, all right, you find the right person, hopefully, someone who's solid. What about bringing children into the world? Is that in any way intimidating? Well, I think when you talk about things like marriage and divorce, I think it, involving children adds even that extra layer of... Mm. Uh, you better be sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I think... But I think... Um, yeah, I think you have to just see how things go, really, because, I mean, I have a friend, one of my best friends... In the world is a guy named Johnny Lang, yeah, and sure. he's a touring musician that has been on the road since he was 16 years old, and he's married with five children, Wow, which is wild, but it, they're some of the greatest kids I've ever met in my life. So I think, you know, he does it well, I, I, and I think that is a lot, uh, it's a testament to his wife, Haley, mm-hmm. as well, you know, hugely, because she... He would say the same thing, but there, I think you have to find the right partnership, really, to be able to do something like that. Because I'm sure it is, it isn't like having your average nine to five job. But in some ways, my dad uh, has said this to me recently that the more he thinks about it, it's even though. Um, oh no, actually, no. What? No, my dad said something different. I was actually thinking about Johnny when I was. Johnny said to me um, that in a way, he 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 wishes he could obviously spend more time with his kids like someone with a nine-to-five job mm-hmm. does but the great thing is when he is home he's fully home he doesn't have to okay. go anywhere when he's on t- uh, he's you know so i think that's one of the benefits to being an actor or a musician with children which i don't have yet but uh when you do have time off you actually kind of have fully time off it's not like you're yeah. gone for eight hours a day and you come back and you only have the evenings with your right, kids you right. can have full week with your kids or something so that that that's, could be a cool 
in a way, maybe that's a that's a positive side of it. I think. Reeve Carney is a very successful actor-singer, and he's uh, been very blessed. Uh, he's had many, as my Jewish friends would say, many mitzvahs, many blessings. Yeah. But I mention this because there's no one in the creative arts ever, especially actors and singers, who hasn't also told me, but there are things that I was so right for that didn't come my way. Uh, we know you as very successful, but when you don't get what you know you were meant to have, how does Reeve Carney deal with disappointment or rejection? I think I don't think of it that way that exact way and speaking to a priest I think it makes actually <clears throat> you will to completely understand where I'm coming from in this I think when you believe in a higher power yes. while there are things in life that um, don't make any sense you know you have to trust that yeah. and uh, and also when it comes to things like setbacks like a job it's really nothing in the grand scheme of things but you know not to say you don't feel a certain way for a couple days mm-hmm. maybe that you know I think that's natural to feel a little bit disappointed yeah but you have to I, – I always heard growing up, you know, you need to count your blessings. And I obviously most people probably hear that. But I didn't – I realize that sometimes when you get to a point, if you do get to any low points in your life, I think sometimes it's actually good to literally count your blessings. Like right, not, right. it's not just a, an elusive concept. Like maybe even write them down. Think what what are the things – even simple things like I am able to speak to you today. You know, I'm able, I was able to walk over here and – Things like that. I mean, those are. I think when you go down to um, take it down to that level, it puts things more into perspective. Yeah, Jason Tam. I don't know if you know him, the actor. I've heard of him. Um, he was in that uh, more more chill. Be oh, more, be more chill. chill. Be yeah, more chill. Yeah. He's, the, he's the squib. That, oh yes, so I think a cool guy. Him, but uh, he says he gives himself two days to mourn the part that he didn't get. And he says that life goes on. Yeah, that that sounds about right. That you makes, know, let yeah, it go. Let sense. it go. Let it go. Now back to creative arts. I can write a speech and I can do other things. You create music. I want to know how. I want to know, is it is it like Handel where he says with the Messiah, he was divinely inspired? Is it, uh, is it does it take work, a lot of writing, trying, r- throwing it out, trying again? How do you create music? I think sometimes if you're, you know, n- no credit to me in saying this, but I think that what Handel said can, is very true. I mean, the things that, some of the things that are my favorite things, I really can't fully explain how they happen. Wow. But the the things that, um, but there is a lot of work involved, and uh, you want to. But it is great when when you get that feeling. I've had that a few times, uh, where almost the whole piece felt that way. Where it's mm-hmm. like I don't know what where this one came <laughs> from, and I, I really do like that, obviously. But um, yeah, there's a you know yeah, I think creating a sort of sense of discipline. I'm realizing this more and more. I've read um, an interview with Leonard Cohen where he talked about his writing process and he would apparently wake up, he wakes up a lot earlier than I do but he, you probably wake up this early, but he wake up at 6am and get to, maybe you're up even before that, but he gets, and he would go straight to the piano and mm-hmm. write. I've started doing that a bit and I, I find it to be helpful uh, before I even have anything to eat or drink besides water. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I've just started doing it and, and uh, Seems like there's something to that. Uh, just showing up every day for it, right? Is right. Just like you would with any relationship, I think that that is important. So I've found that 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 can be helpful in terms of getting things flowing. If you like, feel like you have a writer's block or anything like that. Okay. One of the guests we had in, and I, I love the guy's stuff, uh, uh, Stephen Schwartz. Oh yeah. And uh, my question for him was, uh, you know, um, you call yourself secular Jewish, okay? But, and you did Pippin, which I love, and, and you did uh, 
um, Wicked, which is wonderful. But I said, your first musical was about Jesus, um, Godspell. Like, why would a secular Jewish guy write a musical about it? Right. And he said, you don't have to be Christian to know that the world would be in much better shape if we actually lived by the teachings of Jesus. He said, even some churches should try it, you know? Right. And he was yeah. right, you know? Because you are a spiritual guy, so am I. Does it bother you at all that, um, it's sad to say, but probably there's more violence, more terror, more hurt accomplished in the name of God right. than any other force in the world? And how do we bring people to a better understanding that you really can't be a, a godly person unless you're about love? I, you know, I think I, I'm confused by that, why that happens, because I, I, my first instinct would be to have we need great, responsible leaders mm -hmm. in both the uh, various religious organizations yeah. and the world uh, politically and all this. I think it starts um, with I mean, it starts with every individual. It's all our own responsibility Our actions are we you know, we we get to decide for the most part what, you know, when, when someone makes a big choice like that, some sort of violent act, there's a lot of, you know, responsibility on the person doing that act, you know, perpetrating that act. But I think that having, sometimes people can be misguided by irresponsible leaders. I mm -hmm. think some that I'm not blaming them for that. I know but, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you're a good actor, but thank you. you're not that good an actor that what you're <laughs> pretending right now. You come across as the most quintessentially nice human being in the world. Oh, thank you. What? What? How? That's nice for you. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to judge how I come across, but, um, I mean, I'm very grateful to my parents, like you were talking about earlier. I yeah. think without that, I don't know. Uh, without you know, being raised in a certain way, I don't know how I would have been. But I think. Honestly, like we were talking about before, I think when you keep your eyes on a higher power, and I'm not suggesting that anyone chooses any one path, right, right, because I it's not my business. To, yeah. But for me, um, you know, I know for me what that is, and um, when you have that, I think it really helps keep you. Yeah. In, I don't know. I mean, uh, focused on the good, the positive, yeah. the kind, the loving, which is what you are. Thank you. I'm, I mean, I'm always trying to improve on that. I think... Uh, Keep it up. Whatever you're doing, it's working for you. Thanks. I want to thank Reeve Carney for being with us, a terrifically talented composer and singer and actor. I had the chance to see him in Spider-Man, but also now in Town as well. And uh, he reflected today very much that he is very much a product of the values that were given to him by other people who loved him and formed him and shaped him and helped him to become the good, positive man that he is. He's very successful, but you don't sense any overwhelming, overweening ego. And that's because I think at the end of the day, he knows that we are all of us uh, what God made us to be. And God made something wonderfully good in Reeve Carney. And we hope we'll see him and hear from him many years to come. Thanks, Reeve. Thanks so much, Jeff. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us and to listen to Personally Speaking as our podcast with some of our most recent shows, please go to YouTube and search Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Mosanti and subscribe. You can also listen to past episodes of Personally Speaking by going to www.CloseEncounterTV.com and clicking on the radio button at the top of the page. And additionally, Personally Speaking episodes are also available at www.OLLMP.org. I'm privileged to serve as host 
and executive producer, personally speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Our engineer is Rocco Vitolo. And our audio facility is Creative Media Design in New York City. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.